and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jens Ratty. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press music reporter Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. We have a bit of a music-themed episode A today. little bit, yeah. A little bit, loosely. Yes. Well, mostly, actually. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, the Arkells, who are trying to drive newspaper subscriptions in a thoroughly charming way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Taylor Swift documentary on Netflix, Miss Americana. Yeah, and I also started watching the Justin Bieber docuseries on YouTube, so we're going to slide that one in there as well. And then we have a good or gross. Yes, we do. Which well, is very, very Canadian. <laughs> though how was your week i'm having a hard time actually remembering anything that i've done (laughs) in the past week which is really um upsetting in a way um oh no i remember i was really sick so (laughs) i um i left the house on friday had a sick day on friday after Mm -hmm. we did the pod and then that night i was like i need some fresh air yeah i'm gonna go to the forks because royal canoe was doing their ice concert so i went and um it was free and there were tons of people it was a beautiful night I made it through like five. Well, we went late and then I, we w- lasted for like five songs. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sick. <laughs> like I need <laughs> to go home. But I'm glad we went because it was super, super cool. Um, for those who don't know, they had built some instruments out of ice and sort of reimagined some songs from their catalog, um, basically creating sounds only from ice, whether it was live with the ice instruments or they had previously recorded like smashing ice or whatever and then like processed it through their keyboards and things so everything was ice and then they built this stage that was basically the fortress of solitude from superman i wondered because it was so nice on the weekend um if they were going to have melting issues um well friday it was still like minus five minus seven so that was okay i'm not sure about saturday because it was above zero so because i would imagine that would change oh yeah it goes it would go out of tune if it changed like it's it's the length of the piece and the depth of the ice right that changes the tone so, so if it melted yeah it would it would completely change the tone of so interesting and he and they said they had because one of them was a xylophone they had triplicates of every every wedge oh yeah to make sure if something cracked or something melt that they could swap it out so super interesting. quick yeah I yeah wonder if they'll ever do this again i hope so it was very like pardon the pun it was very cool <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's just like it just is one of those things that makes winter here fun and to yeah. have bands like that that are willing to take on a challenge like that totally. with n- n- almost no precedent that is a very much only in winnipeg yeah type it was it was it was fun and everyone was in like a great mood because it was so nice out and people were like in the trees watching it yeah it was, it was cool <laughs> it was really fun um it was so nice out. i we finally get like typically in the summer we'll take samson our dog to cinnamon park on sundays because he lives for the park. The park mm. is like his happy like, place. Happy place. Yeah. Um, so it was finally nice enough to go for a park walk the first of 2020 on Sunday because it was just like so gorgeous. And now it's really like unseasonably but, warm. I you know. Um, but it kind of January is over and I kind of feel like there's a bit of a spring in the step. Maybe. I'm, <laughs> I don't like to get optimistic about an early spring because no. whenever I do... It's like, oh, March 1st, here's a blizzard and it's minus 20. Well, and my joke that I forgot to tweet this year about Groundhog Day is I know that there's six weeks left in winter because I've seen a calendar. 
Right. Like it's literally from February 2nd to the first day of spring. It's six weeks. Yes. Um, but for whatever reason, I find February easier to get through than January. I don't know, man. It's all bad to me. <laughs> it's all winter. It's all winter. But you like winter. I know I do. I do. I shouldn't say it's bad. I do like winter because I like being cold. Summer <laughs> Summer is just like two months of sweating for me Too and hot. I'm just not into it. Um, this this temperature, like in the minus 10 mm. area, five degrees either way, yeah. it's like prime for me. It's just beautiful. <laughs> I love it. is a promotion that I think a lot of journalists can get behind mm-hmm. um, but I think people should get behind too so the Arkells our beloved Canadian indie rockers um, they basically had this I guess you could call it it's not really a campaign I would call it more of a, like an initiative yeah to be like okay subscribe to a daily like whether it's your city's newspaper or some outlet that you consistently hit your article limit on like a place that you want a subscription to and we'll send you a t-shirt and people have been doing this yeah like a limited edition arkell's merch yeah like a special yeah a special exclusive shirt Mm -hmm. uh and people apparently have been like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah yeah and what's kind of cute when you look at the twitter thread that has come out of this is that people are subscribing to like teeny teeny newspapers and it yeah. really is very heartwarming yeah and like teeny newspapers so teeny that 10 new subscriptions yeah i mean 10 new subscriptions is great for anybody but yeah. like for a tiny newspaper that's a huge deal it makes a difference yeah it does um and if you already subscribe to something you can gift a subscription mm-hmm. um so it's just a really great initiative and i wrote a column um about why it's obviously it's important and we've talked many times about why it's important to have a newspaper and why mm-hmm. it's important to have, you know, those checks and balances and why local news is important. Um, but what I found really compelling about this is that it was a Canadian band. And yeah. it's kind of, there's a lot of parallels to be drawn between the disruption of news and the disruption of music. Mm-hmm. But also the disruption of arts and entertainment sections within newspapers. Yeah. They are the number of places that are actually covering arts is vanishing on a daily basis it's it's we're we're almost a unicorn we're almost a unicorn we are almost the last unicorn. we are almost the last unicorn (laughs) yes yeah and uh yeah music journalism especially yeah oh yeah like you just you know just this week um spin was bought by a company and is now like a shell of its former self like i mean they've been struggling for years they've been struggling for a long time but like it's all aggregate clickbait yep uh, at the newspaper level, a lot of people are either r- reducing their arts and life sections or like getting rid of them completely mm-hmm. and um, using that aggregated content. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's sad to me because I think too often what people think is that, oh, it's just like, why is this news? Or like, it's just like fluff or promotion, but it's not. Cultural no. criticism is important. Is important. And it's, that's your value add. You get context and expertise and all those things storytelling you know like Mm -hmm. it's all that stuff that goes beyond promoting a show and most likely new information about bands or productions totally or institutions that you care about and how they all link together Mm -hmm. one of the most challenging things and you know this as a current music writer and Mm -hmm. me as a former one um the most difficult part of this job is you can't write band play show every time 
No. So you are finding a story every single time. Yeah. And that's why it takes me. Yeah. It takes some time. Takes me between, well, usually around two hours to prep for an interview. Yeah. Because I'm listening to that new album. I'm reading all the other interviews that have happened on this album cycle. I am reading every press release that's come out. Totally. Trying to find a different story, a different way to approach yeah. that article. So that it's not just like another version of aggregated content. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's what you lose when you don't have a subscription. But when you also, when the newspaper doesn't have enough resources to dedicate to that. Yeah. So it's kind of the circular thing. Yeah. And it also, to relate back to music. So in the Canadian music industry, bands like the Arkells rely they on need. coverage yes. in their tour dates. Yes. And again, it's not promotion because that's hanging up a poster. It's trying to get people into the story of this band and get them to buy a ticket to the show yeah. and buy the album yeah and look at this music and maybe like and, if, and for fans too have that extra context mm-hmm. so yeah so subscribe because it's important to be informed and have the news but newspapers also deliver a lot more than the headlines of the day it's right. also so in a way subscribing in a, like a roundabout way subscribing to your dailies is a way to support the artists that yeah. you that rely on the paper for coverage absolutely yeah it's all intertwined it is totally and it's so interesting to me that those two sort of pieces of content even though i deeply hate that word um news and music are things that people expect to get for free right um because they got used to getting it for free so mm-hmm. when you had you know the advent of Napster and then streaming later on or like when newspapers went digital and they just mm-hmm. put their everything stuff online. <laughs> everything. Yeah. People got used to that. But news is never free. Music is not free. It's not free to make. It's not free to produce. It's not, you know. Mm-hmm. So everything has a cost. Everything. Mm-hmm. Even the things that you think are free are not. <laughs> are not. So if you don't already subscribe to the paper, subscribe to the paper. And if you tell the Arkells about it, you get a free shirt. Yeah. Everybody wins. Win, win, win. Win, win, win. And the Arkells, I mean, it's no secret that we're both fans of the Arkells, mm-hmm. so we just love them. They're great guys. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I appreciate that kind of initiative because mm-hmm. um, they're also, they're from Hamilton. Like they know, like, yes, they know the importance of having a daily paper and y- many cities the size of Hamilton do no, no longer have a daily yeah. all over North America. And that's obviously a problem mm-hmm. for many reasons. So moving on. Too much larger music news story. <laughs> uh, so yeah, everybody's been talking about Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift, Swift. documentary. <laughs> um, we've only talked about it preliminarily. Yes. Yeah. Is that a No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I also am pretty sure I audibly burped earlier in this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like in the throat and a microphone uh-huh. is right there. Um we only had a preliminary discussion. And we watched it separately. We watched it separately because I think I liked it more than you did. I think you did too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. And I hate to be like <laughs> the cliche like music writer person. <laughs> but like I I don't connect with Taylor Swift yeah. in, in, in any way. Like I don't connect with her music like in a sonic sense. Yeah. I don't connect with her music in a songwriting sense. I don't care for her like persona. I do, actually I didn't mind her newest album. Mm-hmm. I thought for me that was her strongest release to date. 
But generally, I, I don't actively dislike her. I just am indifferent towards her in general. Right. And I find I find with documentaries like Miss Americana that it's a bit of um, a pity party for me. I feel mm. like, oh, look at me. My life is so terrible. I'm a billionaire, beautiful, tall, white woman. But people are mean to me and it makes me sad. I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, OK, sure. Like, t- totally fair. Nobody should have to be bullied the way that she has been. Yeah. I think people are incredibly harsh now because the internet has no ramifications. Yeah. Even in people's interactions with us as like oh, very totally. low members of like public figure yeah. status, <laughs> they're incredibly rude to us sometimes and they feel like they can be yeah. because they, there's no, no, I don't, ramification for their action, right? Like, And I, I wonder if, just to jump in on something you said before I forget, mm-hmm. I wonder if people feel like that because of those perceived benefits that you were just talking about well she's a rich white lady who has can sleep on her bags of money therefore i can use her as a punching bag because she has the comfort of being taylor Swift. i mean perhaps that's not the way that i see it i've never i can honestly say that i have never like online bully shamed <laughs> a celebrity in my life. Um, no, I know but you I, haven't, but I wonder if that's like the next sure, extension sure. of that, right? So like for me, it's like, I, I'm not saying that her position condones that behavior, mm. but I'm what I am saying is that her position is a lot better than a lot of other people for who sure. also have to deal with that kind of... Absolutely. Kind of um, whatever public dissatisfaction, for lack of a better word. <laughs> public um, dissatisfaction. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's like I have great sympathy for her body image issues and her like food restriction and like basically anorexia issues and, and food mm-hmm. issues. And I have great sympathy for like the barrage of bullshit, for the lack of a better word, yeah. that she has to deal with. But at the same time, I thought that it lacked a lot of perspective when it comes to her station and right. her position and her privilege. I could see that. And and that's kind of what bothered me. There was, I think that's a really great point. Yeah. Is the lack of acknowledgement of privilege. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know what? Sure, there's paparazzi out there and it's super cute that you're going to go with your umbrella. But also let's note that you are in a private jet that just flew you from here to your mansion in Tennessee. Yeah. And that you can take a year off and go and no one sees you because you can afford to do that and take care of your mental health. Whereas a lot of people can't and they just struggle through it. And there was no acknowledgement of that. Well, and it's and I really dislike comparing women to each other. Mm -hmm. But I would guess. So, yes, I understand that Taylor Swift went through some online bullying and Mm -hmm. like a lot of people like that scene from that Kanye West um concert where they were chanting that was awful that was awful that is terrible yeah um but you know look at how people have been treating Lizzo online Mm -hmm. it's worse Mm -hmm. it is worse you know and so I think there are like objectively yeah yeah so I think there are people who are hitting similar levels of fame or are about to I mean Lizzo's arguably one of the most famous women in the world right now Mm mm-hmm um who are treated worse and mm-hmm. sort of the lack of acknowledgement of that privilege there like yeah taylor swift had it bad but she hasn't had it even at her echelon of celebrity hasn't right. had it the worst right let's all remember britney spears i want that documentary to happen oh man yeah that was quite a decline you know yeah and that was and like, again like 
I don't want to minimize any of no. her struggle, but I just felt like it lacked perspective. Yeah. And I think and I think it is easy to get into like the struggle Olympics, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And I, for and sure. I think everyone is entitled to their their issues and talk about them it's just yeah you know when a film is made about them and i yeah and and with her and i know this is a critique of hers a lot is like as you said the anne hathaway syndrome where i just feel yeah. like a lot of what she's presenting isn't genuine but the one moment that i loved and we talked about this was when her i think it was her management called her and told her that she didn't get any grammy nominations yes. for reputation and her whole body just like sunk like the lights went out yeah and i'm like that is a very genuine reaction Absolutely. to some like heartbreaking news. I think what, why I liked Miss Americana and I think, and it certainly was a sympathetic portrayal of mm. Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. but I did appreciate how vulnerable she was mm-hmm. and kind of acknowledged. And I thought it was actually very insightful that she acknowledged that she has some people pleasing tendencies Yeah, and that a lot of her whole thing was pinned on validation and being good Mm -hmm. and being, you know, or perceived as good. Yeah. Yeah. So being, you know, and that has so many implications. So like being good about her food and being good in that she's small and being good in that she is apolitical. Right. Um, I thought it was really insightful that she was actually able to, because that's not verbalize that. Yeah. Yeah, And it's not an easy thing to admit about yourself that you, you know, had made a living off being nice and that you really internalize that and really get off on sort of the um, consensus love of you. Yeah. Um, And I remember when I saw, I've seen Taylor Swift in concert once and I was reviewing it. Mm -hmm. So a critic's hat on, but it was that took you out of it. The constant like, Oh my God, people like I can't me. believe you're all here yeah. like yes you can can you just like, like own up to people liking you yeah like just I, like a little more and I, I see that now as a lack of confidence but yeah it's it's yeah it's just a little bit like oh my god like it's very important to me to be nice mm-hmm. and nice is not a quality that I think is particularly compelling like <laughs> right. I, you know like yes. so I did think it was it was kind of like a what I appreciated in the documentary was a little bit of like a Taylor Swift awakening. Yeah. Especially with her getting more politically involved. And like, she's the same age as me. Yeah. So she's 30 as well. And I can see some sort of similar, like emotional curves happening. Yeah. And I think that just happens in in most women's lives around the time of 30. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's just like, uh, you've, potentially been in your career for quite a few years at that point and then confidence is kind of where it needs to be more so than it was maybe five seven eight years ago but so I didn't I didn't hate it there were certainly things that were interesting about it certainly insights that were interesting but I I think it could have been better for sure um I also appreciated the uh the political stuff I appreciated because mm-hmm. for a long time that was a big criticism of Taylor Swift is mm-hmm. that she was very demure. But the other thing that was kind of like, cause I think people pin a lot of stuff on her too. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the whole Kanye, I'm let you finish moment happened. Oh yeah. When it happened, I remember not having a ton of sympathy for her. Cause again, it was just like, well, like whatever. I forgot how young she was. Me too. And when I actually saw it again. Yeah. That broke my heart. Yeah. She just, she looked crushed. Yeah. And I forgot that she was so yeah. young. Yeah. And you forget. And I, and you forget how she was a, like a baby when she started her career. Yeah. Like she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And so. I and think, that was an interesting point they made too. Yeah. 
Like, do you think he would have done that if it wasn't a 17-year-old girl standing on that stage? Yeah. Probably not. No. No, he would not. No. So, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things to think about, for sure. It's worth watching, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of the better. It, it feels more like a f- document, like in a true sense, than kind of what often happens, which is just like a really artful advertorial for... Right, which brings us to Justin Bieber. Um, He has a 10-part docu-series that is being released on YouTube. So it's on the YouTube originals, but you don't have to subscribe. You can watch it for free. Um, Each section is between, it seems... I've only seen a couple, but they're between 8 and 11 minutes. Um, It, so far, as I said, I've only seen two. It's pretty surface. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a It's a lot of people talking about how great he is, how he's a perfectionist. It's just very repetitive. Um, And it's just like one big product placement for his friend's clothing line. Mm. Every person in every scene is wearing the same sweatshirt with this giant logo, hat with a logo. So it's almost distracting. Like, I'm like, am I watching an advertorial for this clothing line? Or are you actually going to say something insightful Uh, or... And, like, he's a really interesting guy, in my opinion, because I actually do like his music. Like, the the last album he released, I really liked. And he canceled his tour after his Winnipeg show. There was a couple more, and then he canceled it. And then uh, was dealing with drug addiction of some kind. They haven't really gotten into it yet in the series. So I feel like there's a lot of interesting and and weird ways they could take this whole thing and it's it's all about his recording of the new album but mostly it's just like interviews with his wife i'm like i don't care what Haley baldwin thinks about this like uh, that's what i actually liked about miss americana was there was no real cutaway interviews with anyone about taylor swift just like it her was just mom like, yeah right? like, like yeah it was mostly just like kind of more fly on the wall style. yeah this is mostly other people talking about him in a like um what was that vh1 behind the music kind yeah. of way and i'm just finding it to be really um like topical in the way that it's like yeah. surface level. Well, and it's interesting. And I think both cases of Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift and, you know, kind of, I didn't plan to talk about this. So I'm thinking out loud here, but kind of bringing it back to Lizzo. So Lizzo became famous when she was in her thirties. Right? right. I think when you become famous, when you're a teenager, it ruins you. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, and I, I, I hope that eventually our culture can get past this sort of like 30 under 30 and like fetishization of youth culture, because I don't think it's necessarily helpful to no. become famous as a teenager. No. Imagine if Taylor Swift was just breaking out now. It probably would yeah. look a lot different, right? And like, like the idea of like peaking when you're 25, yeah. like what does that do for your brain, right? Well, like, you could tell she had some of that. Oh, yeah. Especially because, and again, like... Well, doesn't she say like, there was a point where like, where do I go from here? Because yeah. I've hit the top of what I can possibly do. Well, and the call that she took about her record not getting nominated for any Grammys was Reputation. Love, Like the latest one was Shut Out too, And that was the record where she was like... No, she did get nominated for Grammys for Lover. Did she? Yeah. In any of the big categories? Like pop vocal of the year, I think. And she not got nominated for three. But she didn't get any... She didn't win anything. And she didn't win anything. And it wasn't album or record. No, no, no. So the the two big ones. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and I see sort of the culture doing the same thing to Billie Eilish. Yes. And it's like... Definitely. Can we not let 
people just like come into their own and then you know like can we not learn from our mistakes yeah. of how we've treated people in the past yeah, like I just, you change so much in the space between 18 and 30 like mm-hmm. it's you probably know, more so than any other period yeah like it's kind of it really is another adolescence in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. so i think now as people are becoming adults who have been living under the public eye for so long um they are held to a different standard and I'm they also, are you know like there are different pressures i also just want to point out that justin bieber is somehow only 25 i i know like i feel like he's been in the collective consciousness for 20 years and he's only 25 i know so that's another problem anyway i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna watch the rest of the series and kind of i will do a, a recap next week when i watch the rest of it but so far not super impressed hoping that it kind of gets a little deeper We're going to do good or gross. I'm so excited. Good or gross. Uh, so I found, you found this. I found a box of the Timbits cereal um, birthday cake flavor at Sobeys. It was on sale. It was $2.99. So I've been seeing the occasional post about the Timbits cereal. Yeah. Uh, I have not tried it. You haven't tried it either. No, I I had to stop myself from barging into this last night. There's two flaves. Yeah, there's a chocolate and then there's birthday cake because apparently those are the two most popular Timbit options. For those who don't know, Timbit is just donut holes yes. that they f- fry up. From Tim Hortons. Which <laughs> From is... Tim Hortons, the Canadian slash Brazilian now <laughs> donut chain. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Aaron smartly selected birthday cake because we are both fans of birthday cake flavored anything, but also she heard from an authoritative source yeah that the chocolate ones are not good or that they taste too much like cocoa pops well that's the thing which i feel like might be a copyright issue <laughs> like i wonder what if how... they just open cocoa pops and pour it into a different box what i wish is that they made like the true tim horton specific flavored things these so like where's the boston Cream. Boston cream cereal or oh my god sour cream glaze oh I do love a sour cream glaze I'm gonna try to open this with one hand we'll see how this goes because th- those are like because I feel like this could be anything like what is gonna be a timbit about this some good foley action happening right now. they're gonna erupt all over you oh no you did a good job all sorry right. that's why I put the mic down okay wait do you want to read the health information first sure okay okay for one, oh, I'm reading the French side. <laughs> I understand it, but uh, for one cup, which is 34 grams, it's 130 calories, 13 grams of sugar. It's actually not as bad as I expected. It's still pretty bad, but it's not as bad as I expected. Um, Who eats one cup of cereal at a time, though? Well, not me. I can't have cereal in my house because it's a super like. Oh, see, I, I will just I'm, eat it till I it's over i'm medium on cereal but i feel like a serving would actually be like two cups does that sound like yeah sound right okay they look like little um remember corn pops do they still make corn pops they smell like, like funfetti yeah, they, like they yeah. smell like funfetti cake mix oh they're, i'm dropping smaller them than i thought they would be really yeah because yeah. i was expecting donut hole size <laughs> um they're too yellow i think oh <laughs> those are good Oh, those are good. Those are like little tiny cupcakes in my mouth. Yeah, I would mainline this. <laughs> oh, no. These are so good. I was really having low expectations, but these taste like cake batter. Yeah, they would be very good on... You know what they would be good on? Vanilla ice cream. Mm, you know what would be really good to like be super meta is like make a funfetti cake and then mm. ice it and then put these on top for crunch. Yeah, and they don't have that weird... 
You know how sometimes cereal, especially really crunchy cereal, kind of makes your, the roof of your mouth feel weird? Mm-hmm. This doesn't. Oh, dang. Guys, these are really good. Yeah. It's it's a good, it's oh, a good yeah. for me. I can feel the sugar like permeating my, <laughs> my brain as we speak. Oh, no. I just want to eat these. I know. <laughs> I had very low expectations, but that's delicious. We don't. We're eating them dry. Yeah. So we can't speak to like sogginess. I feel like these would get soggy pretty fast. Well, they wouldn't last very long because I would just hoover them. Exactly. Yeah, these could never be in my house because I would eat a box at a time. <laughs> this might be our new desk snack. Oh, man. Okay, well. So thumbs up from both of us on thumbs that. Thumbs up. Good job, Tim Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> and Post is the cereal maker. All right. Uh, are these only available in Canada? Do we know? I don't know, but I have seen them at Costco, Sobeys, and I think Superstore, but I could be wrong. Ooh, those are sweet. Loving it. Yeah. It's a good from both. That's what I needed this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find everything that we've written at WinnipegFreePress.com. You can also subscribe and then tell the Arkells because you can get a t-shirt. Um, nice. And, yeah. That's good. Yeah, bring it up full circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zaradi on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Naya Rabble on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you next week.